Support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com. You know, growing up gay in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I never really thought about being married or, you know, the, the concept of weddings or marriage sort of was foreign and not something that I really thought was possible for me. So when my husband Carl and I got engaged in 2002, it was a no-brainer that Charlie would be my person of honor. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler. I'm Jessica Hinkin. And this week on the podcast, surprise, two last-minute wedding shockers. So this is the final episode in our three-part series um, in partnership with Baltimore Weddings Magazine. These are stories from a show that we did uh, in May 2022 at uh, Baltimore Museum of Industry. Shout out to them. Um, so this first story is from yeah a, a friend of mine who I love so much, and I had been trying to get on the podcast for for many years. Uh, he was an attorney for Baltimore City Public Schools, and he just didn't want to do it while he worked for the school system. So I understand. Now he does not work for the school system, and he agreed to to share the story about uh, his well a wedding surprise. Take a listen. So um, I hate weddings. I've always hated weddings. In my mind, in my experience, weddings were a way to get to the reception. The faster that we get to the reception, the better off I was. Um, But, you know, growing up gay in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I never really thought about being married. Or, you know, the, the concept of weddings or marriage sort of was foreign and not something that I really thought was possible for me. Um... And I also, the idea of, like, having sex with one person for the rest of your life was like, <laughs> no, I'm, you know, no way. And so, you know, in 2010, I met a guy named Joel. Joel was a kind man. He was a teacher. He was um, someone who old people and babies, like, are attracted to. Just sort of that kind of genuine, nice person. Um, and so Joel and I started dating. It was fine. Things were great. And then in January of 2013, marriage equality became legal in Maryland. No. And, and I thought to myself, well, why not? You know, we fought so hard for it. Why not take advantage of it? And so... I was like, okay, I created a plan. I'm like, I'm going to propose this guy. It's going to be great. And so I, I booked some tickets, and we went down to Key West. And I don't know if you've ever been to Key West, but it's one of the gayest places in the world. <laughs> it's great. Um, if you haven't been, please go. It's great. And so we went to a drag show. We went to um, a piano bar. Had a blast. And the whole time, I had put in my pocket the ring that I had bought from Tiffany's. And the box, I don't know if I can describe it, but it was huge. And so, like, I'm in Key West with this big bulge in my pocket trying to push it to the side so that he wouldn't notice that I was holding it the whole night because I thought maybe I'd find it a good time to propose. And so the night sort of went on. We drank all night. We had fun. We went to a pizza place, almost got into an altercation. It just was a a good time. (laughs) 
<laughs> we ended up back at the bed and breakfast, and we were laying in bed and, and hanging out. And so I, I pulled the ring from the side of the bed, and I held it up, and he looked at me, and I, and I opened it. And before I could say anything, he shuts it and goes, yes. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You don't know what I'm about to ask you. And so I, I made the proposal, and I asked him, and he did say yes. He would marry me. So then we went on the journey of you know, booking the venue, finding the DJ, the food, all of that good stuff. And my husband is white. And so trying to find colors that worked good with my skin tone and <laughs> good with his skin tone was difficult. Um, but what we did was we chose three colors. Bicycle yellow, which is a beautiful color, uh, lilac, and charcoal gray. The wedding was set for September. It was going to be a fall event. And at the same time we were um, in the process of getting married, we were also looking for a house. And so we were looking at different houses and different neighborhoods. What we did know is that we wanted to live in the city because that was important to us, but we didn't know where. So we looked at homes up and down um, the area in, um, you know, near Catonsville, in um, Hunting Ridge, just sort of everywhere. And we were, it was one Saturday, and we were looking at homes in Lowerville. Lowerville is a beautiful neighborhood. And... <laughs> And, and so we were looking at homes in, in Lowerville, and Joel was in the car and got a call from his older sister. Joel has three siblings, or two siblings. He's got an older sister, a middle sister, and then Joel is the youngest. Joel's oldest sister is about 15 or 16 years older than Joel. And Joel's oldest sister, just a fun fact, is, was born on the same day as my uncle. They were both born on August 25th, 1961, um, which is just sort of weird. <laughs> And so Joel's sister calls, and they talk pretty much every day, so it wasn't a big deal. I went into the house with the realtor to check out the home, and about 20 minutes had passed, and we walked through, and Joel still wasn't, he hadn't come in. So I make it my way out to the car, and there's Joel in the car crying, which was, I was like, oh, okay, Joel's crying. Joel is the kind of, and if you know Joel, Joel's the kind of person who's very um, sensitive. And so Joel will cry at commercials, and Joel will cry, you know, pretty much at a drop of a hat. So I didn't really think anything of it. And I was like, you know, what's, what's going on? And, you know, was, was there a puppy? I don't know. And, and he was like, he's like, no, Darnell, um, my family's not coming to the wedding. And I was like, well, shit. Um, what does that mean? I, I, I thought he was joking. You know, come on. That, that's a joke. He's like, no, seriously. Um, they're not coming. And I was like, why? And he was like, well, because, Darno, we decided to not have children be present at the wedding. Little backstory: we, we, we had a, a night wedding. So it was going to start at 7, go to like 12, 1. It was just a party. Again, I hate weddings. This was really about the reception. <laughs> and so Joel's like, yeah, um, my sister just told me that, that if we don't have the, her grandkids in the wedding, that she will not come, his middle sister will not come, his nieces and nephews will not come. His whole side was not going to be there. And so I told, I looked at Joel and I was like, well, so what do you want to do? You know? And he's like, well, let's call it off. And in the back of my mind, because I am an attorney, I'm thinking about the money. What about the deposits? And what about all of the, all of the work we've done to sort of put, line it up? And he was like, you know what? Let's take that money and buy a house. And that's exactly what we did. Um, and, and the moral of my story is that, you know, as someone who has always sort of grown up hating weddings, what I've learned being married is, is that marriage is not the wedding. 
it, it really is about building a future with someone you love. I, first of all, love that he's like, I hate weddings. Weddings <laughs> are only a means to get to the reception. Um, but he's going along with it, doing it. And then very last minute, it's like, you don't invite our kids. You're not going to have kids at your wedding. Then we're not coming. I mean, that's how crazy people get yeah. around wedding stuff. It's like so unpredictable yeah. what is going to set people off. And I also love that they use that money to buy their house, yep. which I think, um, I mean, again, I had two weddings, so it's easy for me to say that. Better <laughs> use of your money. Um, I think, I mean, I wonder, are weddings kind of passe? Like, they're not... I think as we're... I think it's just because we're, we're old ass yeah. women that yeah. we don't get. Yeah. Yeah. Soon yeah. we'll be going to like young people's weddings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like our kids. Yeah. Went. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, you can anyway, so go comment. ahead, everybody, with your wedding or, or buying your real estate. Um, <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Support for WYPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc-md.org. Next storyteller, uh, next person who's agreed to... I should stop saying storyteller because not everyone identifies, self-identifies as a storyteller. I think it's okay. (laughs) This person is a mom, wife, daughter, sister, friend, music lover, and lawyer. Uh, She is just like a true champion of Baltimore. Every time I go to an event, she's she's on a board... (laughs) Or she's and Jessica goes to a lot of events. Listen, I am a she's out and about a busy woman. But this woman is busier and and you know, arguably more successful because she's a lawyer. (laughs) Her job's harder. So anyway, uh, take a listen to Kristen Herber's story about uh, a wedding surprise many years ago. My brother Charlie was my best friend growing up. We moved a ton. And it was really comforting to know that no matter where we lived, no matter where we started school that first day of school, I had a buddy. He was there. He was my pal. We were together always. So when my husband Carl and I got engaged in 2002, it was a no-brainer that Charlie would be my person of honor, my man of honor, my lack of maid of honor. He would be my person. And... And that was how it was going to be. The time after we got engaged was the happiest time ever. It was full of celebration and joy and champagne and fun and wedding planning. And we finally settled on April of 2003 in Federal Hill with a reception here (laughs) at the museum industry. And we chose all the fun things and we went through life just planning for April 5th of 2003, and I couldn't have been happier. In early 2003, my brother Charlie called me and told me he was going to be deployed to Iraq, or the desert, actually, was what he said, because we couldn't really talk about where he was going. Um, We just knew he was going to go, and he was going to go soon. He was going to go far. We weren't sure when he was going to come back. or if he was going to come back. Um, and it was really terrifying. It was really scary and sad and hard. And I remember my, my mom and my dad and my brother and I just 
struggling with that concept because you know when you love somebody who's in the military, there's always that chance, but you never really think it's going to happen to you. You never really think your person's going to go away. And Charlie was going away. And he was going away in 2003. Um, and so we were, you know, trying to stay positive. Uh, I, Charlie and I talked about the fact that he would be back. We stayed positive. He would be back by April 5th. There was no shot he wasn't going to be back. And we continued to stay positive. And as the weeks went on and the emails sporadically trickled in from him, we realized that he was not going to be back in time for the wedding. He was just not. So we came up with a plan B. Um, Charlie was going to make a video to be played at the rehearsal dinner, a toast to, to Carl and me. Um, and to the family, and he stayed positive. Like, the whole time, it was amazing. Charlie was always positive. It's going to be okay. I'm going to send something. I'm going to send you a video. I'll be there in spirit. I'll be there in spirit. But I was sad, and I was very terrified, and trying to, like, weigh those two and justify those two and keep them in balance was hard. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, and I also talked about what I could carry down the aisle that would remind me of Charlie as I walked down the aisle. And after a little bit of a back and forth, we decided that I would carry one of his medals and put it in my bouquet. So we moved, moved on. Time marches on, regardless of what's going on. And the week of our wedding came. And And it was incredibly fun. It was joyous. Our friends and family flew in from around the world. We had dear friends come in from Australia and family come in from all over the country. And we greeted them with joy and happiness. But with my extended family, there was always a little bit of a like, we're so sorry, Charlie can't be here. And I was too, and and Carl was too. We all were. We were all just bummed. So we had, we had our rehearsal dinner Friday night. It was on a, a cruise in Baltimore, the harbor right behind us. I love this. I have props. Um, and we got on the cruise ship, and Carl and I greeted our family and friends, and we welcomed everyone with joy. Again, a little bit of sadness, but mostly joy. And we all got on the boat, and we took our seats, and my dad took to the stage, and he greeted everybody, and he said, I want to welcome you all to this rehearsal dinner. As you know, my son, Charlie, couldn't be here. He's um, not been able to attend, but he made a video to play for Carl and Kristen a toast. But I forgot it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my gosh. How could I love and hate my dad so much at the same time? But, like, I was so angry and frustrated, but trying to keep a smile because it's, you know, my rehearsal dinner. So. And he said, but I, I, I've invited my sis- your sister-in-law, Krista, Charlie's wife, to come up to stage to say a few words. And she took the stage graciously because she was dealing with a, you know, husband who wasn't there. She took the stage and she said, Kristen... We've talked about things that you could carry down the aisle that would remind you of Charlie. And we settled on a medal, but I think I've found something better. And Charlie walked out (laughs) into the rehearsal dinner. And it was 
amazing. If you could have taken something, you know, it's like taking it to 11. Like it was the happiest rehearsal dinner you could have, and then it just got happier, and everyone was screaming and crying. Carl likened it to the Beatles being in in town. (laughs) Girls were like screaming and fainting, and it was just complete chaos. But it was really happy chaos, and it made it, it made it perfect. So the next morning, my wedding morning, uh, our wedding morning, I went to the hair and nail salon to get my hair and nails done, and in between having both done, I had a break. So I went next door to a coffee shop and got some breakfast. And I sat at the bar with two old guys, and we were just talking, and I said, do you want to hear a crazy story? And I told him the story. I was like, you won't believe this, but my brother just showed up from the desert. I keep wanting to correct myself. And he came. He was here. Like, we didn't think he was going to come. And he came, and he just showed up, and it was a boat. It was crazy. And they were like, that's insane. You should call the Today Show. (laughs) But more importantly, how did he get there? And I was like, I know, right? So turns out... On the 31st of March, our wedding was April 5th, he was told that night that he could get a flight the next morning that would stop in Iceland, then Germany, ultimately land in upstate New York. But if he could make it, he he would have the chance to get back. He quickly noticed that was April Fool's, and he was like, if this is an April Fool's joke, I will have you all killed. It wasn't. He got on the flight got to Iceland, hit horrible weather to the point where he actually called my dad and said, I, I'm on the flight, but I don't actually think I'm, I still don't think I'm going to make it. Ultimately, got to upstate New York, uh, rented a car, got into Baltimore the day of the rehearsal dinner, was smuggled onto the boat, <laughs> um, get, uh, passed Carl and me, and hung out on the bridge with the captain and was there to make his grand entrance. So... I didn't call the Today Show, but I'm glad I had the chance to share the story with you guys tonight. This is such a nice story. Like, I feel like we have mostly have had, like, surprises around weddings tend to be, like, of the negative negative variety and the fact that her brother was able to make it there and that they planned this whole surprise i just like so sweet yeah Yeah. it's just super cool and when she told it the night of like her mom was in the audience and you know of course her husband still the same husband carl love that guy yeah uh yeah great Thank you for joining us for this week and for all of our wedding stories. And we will be back soon with more stories from The Stoop. Meantime, you can visit us at stoopstorytelling.com. Find out about upcoming shows and uh, events and listen to stories from our archive. Thank you to Maureen Harvey. If she weren't already married, we would marry her so that she would keep making us sound as good as we do. I don't know. I think that's as nice as we do. We we would ask her to marry. But I mean, she has a voice in this scenario. That's true. true. Sorry, Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.